0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com.
1: This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Like much of the world, theater was hit hard by the pandemic. But things pretty much returned to normal in St. Louis's theatre scene in 2022, and it's safe to say that last year, stage productions were completely back in full swing. While challenges other than pandemic restrictions remain, there's a great deal to celebrate about live theatrical stage performance. Here to talk with us about both, we have two members of the St. Louis Theatre Circle, which every year honors the best in local professional theatre. First, Michelle Kenyon, theatre critic with Snoop's Theatre Thoughts blog and KDHX Radio and James Lindhorst, theater critic with BroadwayWorld.com. Good
2: afternoon, and thanks, Elaine.
1: Okay, thanks to you both for being here. Now, before we get to some of the nominations and uh, stellar productions, let's talk about the big theater story in 2023, and that was the repertory theater of St. Louis's financial woes. Last fall, the rep announced a fundraising goal of $2.5 million. They scaled back or canceled some productions. What is going on at The Rep, James?
2: So, you know, The, the Rep has raised uh, about $2.1 million of their shortfall, about 80% of what they need, which is terrific. Um, their productions this year were absolutely fantastic. I, I know that Michelle wants to speak to some of those. Um, and, and I think Danny has a, a, a really good handle on what's going on there. Their next production is going to be Moby Dick. I had the opportunity to interview David Catlin, who is the director of Moby Dick. And it appears that this is an incredible production that really won't want to be missed. I think the biggest challenge that the rep has is how they're going to replace their subscribers, right? And what they're going to do with their upcoming seasons to replace their subscribers, because even if they can fundraise and, and find the money they need from their shortfall, um, without the return of the subscribers subscribers that they've lost, they'll struggle, mm-hmm. right? And I think, I think that's probably the most important thing for the rep right now, right. Michelle.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that um the subscriber model has been a little bit of an issue with a lot of theater companies throughout the country. There have been a lot that have had that have struggled and some that have closed. And a lot of people are revisiting the the model of sticking relying so heavily on the subscription model, so they might want to possibly revisit that and figure out how to how to sell more tickets individually mm-hmm. or yeah.
1: So actor and after native John Goodman came in for a fundraiser in December for the Rep. And we actually got to interview him for the show, and he was a delight.
0: How are fundraising efforts going? Michelle, do you have any insights into that? Just what they've announced, which is that they've they've made 80 percent, possibly more since they announced 80 percent. I don't know. Uh, and they're... Yeah, I'm hopeful because their their productions have been great this year. Um, uh, and what they've got planned coming up sounds good too. So, I mean, hopefully they will be able to get um, a new artistic director in as well because Hana Sharif is left to join Arena Stage in D.C. And um, so hopefully they will be able to find uh, someone there that will help them develop more of a, a – Develop a vision for going forward mm-hmm. and bring back some of that audience. Yeah. And,
2: and they were among the most nominated companies this year with nineteen nominations. Right. So the right. rep, the rep had some very terrific productions
1: mm-hmm. this year. Well, kind of stepping back from the rep. I mean, generally speaking, what is the the quote unquote health status of local professional theater companies? How are they faring, Jim?
2: I think they're doing very well. You know, you you see an awful lot of of um, smaller companies taking on some pretty aggressive material. Uh, For example, Tesseract is going to do The Inheritance Part 1 and 2 this year, which is a major undertaking for a small theater company. Um, But this year, we had um, 55 different plays nominated and 24 companies nominated to be honored with the St. Louis Theater Awards. So we are seeing an immense amount of productions not only from the larger companies but from smaller companies who are doing really quality work
1: Mm -hmm. and that's a great segue into the the nominations Uh, very brief by the numbers there are a total of 33 categories that cover comedies dramas musicals and operas, and more than 100 productions that were considered for St. Louis Theatre Circle's awards nominations this year. We'll have a full list of nominees posted on our website, stlpr.org, at exactly one o'clock. So, Jim, you had uh, alluded to this. The, The Rep, despite its challenges, Received nineteen nominations. Correct. and Stages Saint Louis and the New Jewish Theater also received at least nineteen nominations. With the Muni leading the way uh, with twenty six. Tell us what it is that stood out from the rep,
0: Michelle. From the rep, yeah. Um, I I liked um, uh, three three productions that stood out really strongly for me. That and spread out throughout the year. Um, Confederates early in the year, which was a a very uh, well-done drama that that, um, also had some excellent technical aspects to it. Uh, The Murder on the Orient Express, which was an interesting take on an Agatha Christie tale that was turned into like a cinematic thing on stage and and a spectacular set. And the Lehman Trilogy later in the season um well, at the beginning of the the latest season, but later in the year, that uh, had featured some incredible performances and an excellent set and technical values too the 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 rep always generally brings out all the stops with the technical aspects um their their sets can be spectacular and they they've been great this year
1: mm-hmm James, did anything different stand out to you? Oh,
2: so, you know, Stages always does a terrific season. But this year mm. between um, their their two shows, Clue and Million Dollar Quartet, were absolutely spectacular. And Aida actually got some love with the nominations as well. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I think is really, really impressive is is Rebecca Scalett's work over at the New Jewish Theater. This is a small theater company, right, a much smaller black box type theater um, where she achieved 24 nominations this year. And one of my favorite productions of the year um, was their production of Into the Woods, a completely immersive, visceral production Mm -hmm. where the actors were looking you right in the eye in a small, in-the-round theater space and telling the story of the Brothers Grimm's fairy tales, right? Um, At least Soundheim's take on the Brothers Grimm fairy tale. (laughs) And it was very reminiscent of the um, immersive, in-the-round Revival of Into the Wood or not Into the Woods? Excuse me. Of uh, Once on This Island that they did at the Circle in the Square on Broadway. Um, Really a spectacular take on that show. Mm -hmm. But for me, the production of the year was Clue, and both Into the Woods and Clue are uh, tied with eleven nominations each.
1: So, what made Clue so killer?
2: (laughs) So, so, and I actually called it killer fun in my review. So it's funny that you ask it that way. Um, So, Clue was well acted. It was an incredible story. There. their direction was unbelievable. The physical comedy was absolutely hilarious. And the set design was a character unto itself. Mm -hmm. There were appearing and disappearing rooms that, that occurred with this set design. So it was really top to bottom, Um, It was well done, and it was actually nominated in every single category that it was eligible for, with four acting nominations as well. So uh, Mark Price was nominated for his work as Wadsworth, which is the lead of the show. Zoe Vonderhaar as Mrs. Peacock, uh, Diana DeGarmo as Miss Scarlet, um, and Charlie Franklin as Mr. Green were all
1: honored with nominations. Let's uh, up the drama a little bit by sharing some of the nominations that will be posted today uh, at 1 p.m., Michelle, if you could read for us the Outstanding Production of a Drama nominees,
0: that would be great. Okay, we have Death of a Salesman from The Black Rep, It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play from the Repertory Theater of St. Louis, The Immigrant from the New Jewish Theater, The Lehman Trilogy from the Repertory Theater of St. Louis, and Uncle Vanya from St. Louis Actors Studio. And that was for
1: Outstanding Production of a Drama. Production of a
0: Drama, yes.
1: And Jim... Please do the honors for outstanding production of a comedy.
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. So the Repertory Theater's St. Louis' take on Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. Um, Albion Theater's The Birthday Party, that's a Harold Pinter play. Um, The New Jewish Theater's production of Broadway Bound is nominated. Of course, Clue from Stages St. Louis. And Stray Dog Theater, um, production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf rounds Mm -hmm. off the comedy nominees.
1: And given that we talked about musicals just yesterday on the show, I will do the honors for outstanding production of a musical. Mm -hmm. We have Ida uh, from Stages St. Louis, Caroline or Change with Fly North Theatricals, Into the Woods from the New Jewish Theater, Million Dollar Quartet from Stages St. Louis, and West Side Story, the Muni. So... Congratulations to all of those who are just hearing that they've (laughs) been nominated for this honor. Um, There are two theaters that we have not yet talked much about, uh, and those are Albion Theater and Fly North Theatricals. Now, there's a success story with uh, Greenfinch Theater and Dive in South City, uh, on Jefferson, and it's the home of Fly North Theatricals. It's the the location of the former Way Out Club. What makes Green Finch a win for local professional theater,
0: Michelle? Um, it's we were just there last night. Jim and I both were were there uh, for a, a local theater production. It not just it's the home of Fly North Theatricals, and it's run by uh, Colin Healy and Bradley Wolf from. Fly North Theatricals, but they also host other theater companies and it's an excellent venue for smaller theater companies to get uh seen mm-hmm. in St. Louis. It's also a really excellent atmosphere. It's definitely that dive bar kind of atmosphere with the dark wood and the and the and the, and the comfy chairs and all the chairs don't match in the <laughs> in the theater space and everything and it's 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 a unique experience, and it's worked. I've seen two shows there so far, and, and both from different theater companies, and it works very well as a space for smaller theater companies and, and different types of productions, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and... You had mentioned, James, Albion
1: Theater. Yes. What is notable about Albion Theater?
2: So um, Albion Theater is run by the artistic director, Robert Ashton. And Albion is a group that does only plays by English and Irish playwrights. And they're bringing plays. It's, it's actually at the Kransberg Black Box where they perform. And they're bringing plays to the St. Louis audience that we don't often see. Um, last year, they did three productions. Each production was stellar in its production value in the way it was acted in its casting and direction. So Suki Peters was actually nominated as a director for the production of The Birthday Party and The Birthday Party picked up about seven nominations. Um, we also have a nomination for Mind Game and Acting, which was a show they did in October, which was kind of a thriller um, that's uh, um, written by Anthony Horowitz. And then their their middle production was Alan Ackborn's Absent Friends. Um, and again, these are all terrific productions um, that are by Irish and English playwrights, and I have yet to see anything at Albion that's disappointed me, and that was their last full season this past year. Okay. That's so, a
1: pretty high bar. Terrific, yeah. yes, really well done. So anytime there are nominations, people will have different feelings about them because they are picks by a group. I'd like to know about your personal favorites in the last year. Michelle, what was your favorite production in
0: 2023? That's a hard choice because there were so many good ones and I could pick like a list. <laughs> but one I want, would like to highlight is a new play actually that got nominated for new play this year called See You in a Minute from a new theater company called Contraband Theater Company. It's a very timely play that also has a little bit of a sci-fi edge to it that uh, addressing the pandemic and displaced grief and some really interesting characters and production and we have two acting nominations from that production here uh, with Ricky Franklin and Kelly Howe. Um, so yeah.
1: James, yeah. for your part, what was your your favorite?
2: So so we've talked about my love for clue, right? Yes. And, and how spectacular I thought thought clue was. Um, I also thought that um, that the Muni's Productions of Beautiful, the Carol King story. Was really spectacular and this is really interesting so at the sheldon tonight's sarah Sarah shepard is doing her uh one woman cabaret show for the cabaret project of st louis and she today is picking up a nomination for outstanding performer in a musical for beautiful she played carol king at the Mm -hmm. munis production of beautiful i also thought what john tartaglia the director for beauty and the beast did was. Absolutely epic this year at the Muni. Um, I've never seen such a grand production of Beauty and the Beast. It was over the top. And I think epic doesn't even define what a spectacular production that was.
1: Mm -hmm. Last question for each of you very quickly. What's a production that is happening in 2024 that you're particularly excited to see, James?
2: So I've already referenced Moby Dick. I had a chance to talk to David Catlin that the rep is doing. um, or I I believe it opens February 9th. it, it sounds like it's spectacular, very physical, very Cirque du Soleil esque, um, and it sounds like Catelyn has taken this story and really managed to make it something special.
0: Mm-hmm. And Michelle, um, I would agree with Moby Dick, but also um, the Muni season looks really interesting this year, especially Waitress. It's a um, debut for the Muni. Uh, I saw it at the Fox when it was on tour here. Uh, it's a excellent. I mean, it, it looks like something really. Good that the Muni could be doing.
2: Today's episode was produced by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer.
1: Audio Engineering and Podcast Design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Mm-hmm. Understanding starts here.